All right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, and also as well, Pop Culture Cosmos. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, or do anything that you can to support us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, it is greatly appreciated. Plus, also as well, check out our friends at thrivefantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy that you can download today as a mobile app because it is a great time right now to be part of the fun at Thrive Fantasy for daily fantasy sports betting and player prompts right now on the NFL. It's divisional playoff time, plus also the NBA each and every day. Right now, PGA coming this weekend with the Sony Open. And of course, the League of Legends, the LCS, which is also happening. You can go ahead and place your bets on eSports superstars, PGA superstars, NFL and NBA. And with your first deposit, if you type in the code LFB, which stands for the Lakers fast break LFB they'll match it. Your first, your first deposit. They'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50. As long as your first deposit is $20. And that's from our friends at thrive fantasy. Well, first off, I wanted to go ahead and just tell everybody. First off, I got an apology that we were not able to come on these past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, life has unfortunately has gotten in the way and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that went on in regards to the world out there and then also in our lives that we were not able to come on. So I do apologize because I know we've got a little bit of a following out there that follows us and was asking what was going on. But we truly appreciate your patience in coming back to us as we end out our season here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But here today to talk about the best going forward for in fantasy but also the playoffs upcoming and our picks for the Super Bowl and whatnot is my good friends indeed. You got to catch them each and every time out on the Domination Sports Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. First off, I'm going to go and hit up. He's the man behind it all. It is Chris Sardieri. And Chris, I'm great to see you, my friend. Just great to see you both. But, you know, I know it's been a trying couple of weeks now. We've not been on the air here because of, again, all the stuff that's gone on. I'm just glad to see you back, my friend. Just glad to see you back. Thanks. Likewise. And uh, unlike Kyrie Irving, we tried to give you a little bit of a heads up that uh, we wouldn't be showing up for work. But uh, I didn't I, see I, you guys I, any viral footage uh, from a birthday party, did I? No, and if you did, we'd be wearing our masks, I can assure you of that. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see how James Harden handles that in Brooklyn. But, uh, no, great to be back. Thank you. Uh, we we missed broadcasting during the hiatus. But, look, hey, we just came off a weekend of a whopping six wildcard games over two days. And now the uh, another one of our favorite weekends of the year, the divisional round to look forward to. This is something that they should go to each and every season. Uh, I'm just going to say right now. I'm I'm more of the you got to go ahead and do the playoffs. College football going off on a tangent here needs to follow that instead of just doing two games and then a championship. I would go personally to a sweet 16, use the bowl systems like, you know, whatever the donut bowl or the, you know, whatever the the 
you know, Jamaica bowl or whatever, you know, all these offshoot bowls that are meaningless to the 99% of the public out there and are only interesting to the, the, the small amount of people that are following some of these five and five or four and six bowl teams that are out there. I mean, you've got an opportunity at the NCAA to go ahead at 16 teams, put them on some of these smaller bowls as elimination. You know, wouldn't it be so much better, Chris, if you had, let's say, an Alabama versus a uh, – who was it? Uh, Coastal Carolina or the – you know, who was the the team that was really, a, you know, an up-and-coming this year as a 1-16 to matchup? Cincinnati. Wouldn't that have made it uh, – sorry? Cincinnati. Cincinnati or – I mean, but, the, you know, you also as well, you know the – the Coastal Carolina or the what was that team that was really out there this year? I mean, that was that was different. That it had really had super season. Wouldn't that be great for as far as a one sixteen man matchup in in like one of the entry bowls this year? That that just to me was be so much more appealing. You're making too much sense. What you're describing here sounds like what the NCAA does with the basketball tournament, which is phenomenal. And you think they get the hint and bring it over to football, and that would solve the like you say the meaningless bowls the. Uh, you know, I don't know the is the weed eater bowl still around? I can't remember. But like you said, they they go into well, the guys are playing extra football. They'll get injured. I mean, it doesn't seem to be a problem with college basketball. Do it. The look the the semifinals and then the championship. It just turns into the Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then insert fourth team rotating every few years. I think we've gotten over it. It's better than the BCS was, but expanded. I mean. People will watch it. You know, the NFL, uh, I know down the stretch, there were kind of some games where that had meaning, but some didn't. I mean, uh, there were some Saturdays I'd rather watch a quality college football playoff game than, you know, some some of these games that were broadcast. So why not do it? I'm all with you there. And, and then, too, gives a long shots a chance. I mean, if Alabama's got to play three games to win it all, uh, they're not guaranteed at anything, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, take some of these long-standing bowls that have had written relatively nothing in regards to any kind of response. Sun Bowl, Holiday Bowl. I mean, all these bowls that have been around forever. Plus, you can make rotate around where you have some of these no-name bowls that you see at the beginning of December or right down the middle of December that nobody absolutely cares about. And you just make them more valuable. I mean, it, to me, it's just too much common sense. It generates money instead of just being on like ESPN three. And I'm kidding when I say that, but you know, a, a major, uh, instead of being off on a distant channel viewed by no one, have those on ESPN. You can have a big name team attached and there you go. But again, it makes too much sense, makes too much monetary sense for the NCAA. And we go from there instead of they want to go ahead and put these teams out there that are four and six and, be able to complete their season. In fact, I think we had a three and seven team in one of the bowls from one of ours. Yeah, it's just come on. Yeah, I mean, and that that team won. So it just yeah, really just seems very illogical to me why they continue to do that. The the answers for a lot of their issues monetarily are right there in front of their face, but they choose not to see it because they want to go with their little little small little playoff thing, and then there you go. But again, that's NCAA, and we'll go from there. But also here today to talk everything that's going on with fantasy and also the NFL is a good man. Indeed. He's also with the domination sports nation. It is the man who tried to pitch to me and, Oh, I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time. Now the man who tried to pitch to me 
Kelly Oubre Jr. for Julius Randle. It is Dominic Lardieri. And Dominic Oubre for Randle? Really? Really? <laughs> I was really trying to sell that to you. No, IJ, you don't realize that I have several leagues in ESPN, and I dropped Kelly Oubre four times last week in four different leagues. So you ain't going to sell them up this tree. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah, luckily. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't born yesterday. Maybe the day before, but I wasn't born yesterday. Yeah, luckily he had a nice bounce back game last night or else he's going to be dropped. Oh, did I mention Randall hit 30, hit for 30 today? Let's just go ahead there. Yeah, he's blowing up. Well, the thing is in the New York Knicks offense, and now I'm going on an NBA tangent, in the New York Knicks offense with Tom Thibodeau, who wants to play all of his great players into the ground. And I think that's his mission in life to do that on every single team. And yes, they are playing above their heads in New York, but he is focused on Julius Randle as a cornerstone of that offense. And uh, I'm glad you saw that, but I think I gave you a better trade proposal. I mean, Tatum is not even going to be playing for a week. So I could, I gave you, uh, I think you gave you a lot fairer option with the trade I had proposed to you. Just, yeah, just saying. I'm, hold, just I'm saying. definitely holding on to Bradley Beal. I mean, that guy dropped 62 points, but Tatum, he's a valuable asset too. I gave up Brandon Ingram. I, I was giving you two 25-point scores on one that almost averages 30 himself. So that's just saying. Yeah, those two guys at Luca, they produced my team. And, yeah, those are the top three players on my team. And too bad Tatum's going to be out for 10, 14 days. Well, and I have five players out right now. I would be number one in the league right now that we're playing in a fantasy basketball if I actually could field an entire team. But I have five players. So I – even all my my guys that I can't play, the utility guys, I, I have two of those right now that have they're out. I literally yeah. can I literally cannot put anyone anywhere because I have five guys out of the lineup right now and I'm still in third place. So I'm very fortunate to be there. But still, yeah, it's it's something that is going to be interesting to see the way the NBA is still going to continue that. And now the NHL, which is starting as well, probably the day that you hear this is going to be also starting up as well here in the not-too-distant future. So since they're not doing bubbles, it's going to be very interesting to see. Chris, are you intrigued by what's going on with it? Because I don't know. I mean, they're trying to do this in the NBA, and they increase their protocols here this week. But I think it's a situation where they're trying to go ahead and put out all these for, uh, these forest fires. And unfortunately, they only have like one garden hose to do it with. Yeah, it's what we saw with baseball over the summer and the NFL at various points during its season in the fall. And I don't think you can stop it. And the NBA actually did stop it. They created a fantastic bubble, but I get for financial reasons, it's not feasible and they're trying to be optimistic and hoping at some point, maybe in some of these cities they'll have fans, but short of telling people to, to lock down and not go out or make sure you wear your mask. I don't know what much more you can do. I mean, there's now buzz. They may have to shut the season down for a week or two, which I get, but yeah, unless you literally create that bubble, you're not going to stop the spread and it's going to be a challenge until, you know, frankly, these, these teams get vaccinated in the broader population. Absolutely. And, and with the NFL, the thing is they play once a week. So if games get canceled or postponed, you can move the back several days 
with the NBA, NHL, and baseball, it's been much different because if you start canceling games, you're not sure whether or not you're going to be able to make them up on at some point in time on the calendar. So we'll see what happens, especially with the Celtics that have already, I think, canceled three games. And there's a couple others that have canceled games as well. So we'll see how bad it, the situation gets when in regards to coronavirus for all these sports leagues as we continue on. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But getting back to our leagues dom i want to ask you this how did your teams end up this year we unluckily missed the playoffs in both leagues and one of them we probably should have added a couple other teams because there's only four teams getting in and we we'd produce points but we just couldn't win and, and we had patrick mahomes and Devonte adams and we just we're getting those points but we couldn't win we we're playing in shootouts and other weeks we would struggle and then the other league we just couldn't do anything we basically had to trade all our superstars because we were done well i'll tell you what uh i hear you on that where you're just a little short on on reaching the peak of where you guys want to go kind of sad as well because on my sleeper team i was in the semifinals and i lost by 1.2 or 1.3 points uh literally one point yeah a little just a little over a point and I won the consolation game, but the thing is, I would have destroyed whoever it was that I would have matched up against in the Super Bowl had I made it. So not only did I end up having the league's best record, but I missed out on a full going all the way by literally a point and a little over a point. So I'm super bummed about that. But again, so proud of that team because the fact is I had zero depth and I played literally anybody who was competent on my team and because of injuries and just other players not being able to produce i had literally nothing left to, to go ahead and change people for so any it's one of those situations where i literally threw everybody out there and it, it stuck so i got lucky with that for the most part but my espn league finished out okay but just not where i wanted to go there as well but looking forward to next season with fantasy football and i know we're going to start in that process you know coming up as the the months go on. We're going to start going ahead and doing research into that. But Chris, I wanted to ask you this for this year. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up in a nice, tidy little bowl, little bowl, little bowl, little bowl, little bowl, little bowl right there. But I want to ask you this in regards to your looking at the overall, we talked so much about so many players during the course of the season, fantasy 
who are your top fantasy players? Who is your fantasy MVP? Who who are those fantasy players that really stood out to you this year? I mean, right off the bat, you look at running back. I mean, um, Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara had fantastic years on the field. But I mean, judging by what Kamara did uh, on Christmas with the six touchdowns, I mean, and his productivity when he does play, I think you'd have to give him the nod. I'm going to do this by position. I think you'd have to give it to him at running back because, um, I mean, that's a, that game alone was impressive. And I think really he helped carry the Saints while Drew Brees was out and Taysom Hill was their starting quarterback. Uh, at, at quarterback, there are so many to choose from. I mean, we had Patrick Mahomes. He put up great numbers all year. Aaron Rodgers, your guy, you've been singing his praises since the spring during the, the height of the lockdown. You said he was going to have a huge year, and he did. And I think uh, he'll likely be the on-field MVP as well. And then uh, at receiver, we were lucky enough to get Devontae Adams. We fell one bad loss, one game short of making the playoffs. But frankly, he carried our team at times. So uh, with the big three positions, those those are the guys I was the most impressed with this year. Well, I'll tell you what, that, those are great choices. But And I do think Aaron Rodgers will be strongly considered for MVP. Uh, he's had, I don't know if you want to consider it a bounce back season, but a great improved season, even though last year, I know he was talking, everybody's talking about how down a year it was, but again, he had four interceptions last year and 25 touchdowns. So, I mean, any other quarterback that has 25 touchdowns and four interceptions last year has a season like that. Everybody's singing the praises, but, Everybody was talking about how he was on the decline and look at him this year, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, truly remarkable year. I think he is going to be the MVP, although Dom, he wasn't the overall scoring leader. Who do you think was the overall scoring leader? And this, and this guy, it was just, this was, this is something you're going to be very surprised with. My guess is Josh Allen. Your guess is right. So you are not surprised. He had this guy. Okay. Josh Allen was on the fringes of the top five between five and seven. Even I think even as we left you uh, guys that are out there and guys and gals that are listening that he was not at number one as bit. He was like a fringing between number four, number four through six. And he made such a late burst at the end of the season that he ended up being number one. And it's obviously, a, a dual threat out there that people are really aware of. And obviously that's helping the Buffalo bills at this point in time, but yes, he ended up being the number one scoring option out there in fantasy football. Patrick Mahomes also having declining numbers over the last couple of games that helped as well. He kind of dropped down to fifth place uh, in overall scoring. Aaron Rodgers was number two. Kyler Murray was number three. Alvin Kamara was number four. So Patrick was number five. But very surprising to say the least. I mean, we talked about him, Chris, from time to time. But to see him develop into the number one scoring NFL player was truly something I didn't think was going to be possible. Same here. And I know we talked leading up to the season and a number of the shows we did to watch out for Murray and Allen this year. So it makes me happy to see them as scoring leaders, not only in leagues, but as quarterbacks. But I did not think Allen would be this productive. Um, I, I think definitely a function of the way Buffalo improved this year, not only offensively, but as a team. But 
as we mentioned, a quarterback that can run and get you those running touchdowns, the six points versus the four for a passing touchdown, completely valuable. And you saw it in the playoffs too, when he runs, things happen. And that benefits not only his team, but fantasy football owners. Absolutely. So that's something to look at going forward. As far as Josh Allen being a top choice in the league. Now that is all shifting as far as not only Patrick Mahomes, not being just the okay automatic, he's going to be the number one guy. Even though you gotta can't you can't really fault someone who throws thirty eight touchdowns and six interceptions. He had truly a remarkable year, but the way it closed out and it closed out so well for Josh Allen and also Aaron Rodgers as well. You got to take a look at them for next season. But Dom, I want to ask you this: when it comes to on the field NFL, because we have fantasy, obviously we talked about the best in fantasy football this year. Who is your pick for MVP in the NFL overall this year on the field action? I I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes just had that awful game against the Dolphins. And like you said, I don't think they finished out as well as they could have, even though the win-loss column looked good for them. I think they could have been better, and especially that hiccup game against the Falcons in Week 16. I was scared there for a little bit. Luckily, Young Way Koo missed the field goal, but I think Aaron Rodgers – he just closed out the season better, and they won six straight games to go 13-3. and three. Absolutely. It's something that everybody has to look at as far as Aaron Rodgers being the overall MVP, even though Josh Allen could make a claim by bringing Buffalo back for the first time in eons back to the playoff glory. Chris, is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be your choice for MVP as well? He is like you hit on the the ridiculous touchdown interception ratio and the amount by which he increases TD output year over year. And frankly, you look at that team and they were much maligned for drafting a quarterback, which they thought would infuriate Rodgers and only inspired him. They didn't address some of the needs on that team, whether it be uh, offensive line, defense, depth at wide receiver. I mean, frankly, he had Devontae Adams to throw to and a couple of role players and he put up those numbers. So I think it makes it even more impressive for me. Well, it, it does something that is going to be looked at quite heavily, but Aaron Rodgers, again, I don't know if you, I guess you got to say it's a comeback just simply because the way it ended up last season for, for Aaron Rodgers and green Bay, but I don't think they were horrible numbers at all, but again, it comes down to it. We're going to go ahead and give the nod right now to Aaron Rodgers for overall on the field MVP and then for a fantasy MVP, you got to go with you know Josh Allen slightly getting the nod over Aaron Rodgers because he's such a versatile threat out there. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. But guys, before we head on out and before we get to all the underdogs, the woof, 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 going to the doghouse and some final thoughts from both of you, I want to hear your thoughts on the playoffs going forward. We've got some interesting matchups coming up here this weekend as we talk about this. So before we head on out, your thoughts on the playoffs, Dom, as far as where it's going, where it's heading, and ultimately who will end up out on top in the Super Bowl. Well, I think it's heading in the direction that we're going to have 
a one seed versus a two seed in both championship games. I think the Chiefs will get it done against the Browns, and I think the Bills will handle their business against the Ravens. And I don't know if the Buccaneers will try to can keep up with Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees. You could tell the Saints they want to get a little run at it for his last playoff run. And I think the Saints are motivated in the Packers, even though – the Rams' defense played really well against Seattle. I don't think they have enough in the tank to stop the Packers. Mm, so you're thinking the Packers all the way. All right. Chris, do you have any thoughts on, on how the playoffs are going to end up this year? Yeah, I would tend to agree with Dom. I will hedge my bet by saying every year in a divisional round, there's one upset. I think that upset would come on Saturday. Keep going back and forth, whether it would be the Rams. Uh, I just think they got too many injuries, and I don't know if I trust Jared Goff when he's healthy, never mind what a bad thumb, and then going into frigid Lambeau doesn't make things easier. But if the Rams are to do it, uh, Aaron Donald, who they say is going to play, and that defense, they force turnovers, they harass quarterbacks. They really did a job on Russell Wilson. If they can get pressure on Rodgers and frustrate him, maybe they get something done. But I don't think you can count out the Ravens against the Bills. The Bills kind of, I don't know, fell asleep a little bit and let the Colts back in that game. It weren't not for some questionable calls by Frank Reich, a missed field goal by Blankenship. The Colts may end up winning that game. And if you ask me, it looks like the Ravens of old, Lamar Jackson and the uh, two-headed monsters at running back, Edwards and and Dobbins, uh, I I think they could give, and they're a cold weather team going into Buffalo. I think they can make things interesting. So uh, uh, I'll just go and say maybe one of those teams pulls off the upset. If I had to pick one, maybe the Ravens do it, but we shall see. I'd I'd like to see the Rams win just because they're a local team, but um, I, I think they've got kind of an uphill battle. Lambo's a tough place to play, fans or not. Yeah, fans are not indeed, but uh, I do think that it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I am looking at, I I think I'm going to go ahead with what Dom is saying, and I'm going to lean in towards the Green Bay Packers. I think they're going to come out of the NFC. I think that they have a better matchup than anyone out there in the NFC, including Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I think that they should go ahead and come out on top of that. Going against... I think I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I think I'm going to see that they're going to rise all the way up to the top. I think Josh Allen is is the hot quarterback right now. I think they're going to go ahead and prove their worth. I think this some, they're riding off a lot of adrenaline right now because of the fact this is the first time in so many years. I think since the 90s. Is that correct, Chris? It's been a while to say. 95 or 96, I think. I believe so, yeah. So. It's making me feel my age. I know that much. You and I both. You and I both. But, yeah, I think the, they're going to ride that momentum all the way to the Super Bowl. But I think in the end, Green Bay is going to stop that Cinderella story and and come out on top in the matchup of the two top fantasy players so far this season. So I have in my – let's just go recap right now. I have Green Bay coming out on top over the, the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Dom, who do you have? I think the Bills will give it the Chiefs are run, but it'll be Packers Chiefs, and I'm kind of stumped right now. I don't know. I think that'll be a good game, but I I'll say the Packers and Chiefs. It'll be a close, high scoring game, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs. All right, Nancy Weem steps in. Go Bucks! You know, I know Tom Brady is gonna do well. Uh, obviously, he's played well so far, Nancy. Let's see how far it goes. 
I think they have some issues on defense, so I'm kind of concerned there to see how far they'll go. But uh, they're obviously have got a great chance to go ahead and and go all the way to the Super Bowl. In fact, that's what they wanted, obviously, when they brought in Tom Brady. But Chris, do you have any thoughts? Finally, and just recap exactly who you have going all the way. I've got to agree. I think it'll be Packers Chiefs, and I think that's a function of there's not going to be a team that can go into Lambeau. That's a cold-weather team back in the day, Giants, Eli Manning a couple times. That won't be intimidated by that weather and the Packers, so I think they've got a fairly clear path to the Super Bowl, and I think the Chiefs too, especially if Edwards Alaire comes back and can add that dimension back to their offense, I think they'll be clicking on cylinders too and it, all their cylinders and, and and it'll help too that they've got home field i i think that's a tall task for buffalo to go in there and beat them should they win this saturday sounds good to me so those are some great picks right there if you have any thoughts on who's going to go all the way because nancy weems she's already got the bucks going all the way so i want to hear your thoughts out there if you get a chance please go ahead isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports ff on twitter that's at Inside Sports FF on Twitter or Domination Sports Nation, wherever on social media you can find them. Domination Sports Nation or at Chris L Sports on Twitter. Let any of us know your thoughts on who's going to go all the way in the NFL playoffs. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that as we go forward. But before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead. Chris, I think it's time to go once again. Woof, woof, woof. It's time to go to the doghouse. Thank you, Gerald. Uh, I know we were on hiatus last week, but uh, I like the Rams getting the points. Dom knows this. He heard me say it. Didn't have any money on the game. Had I, I'm sure the Seahawks would have blown them out, but that's another story for another day. This week, I got to be frank with you. I'm not too thrilled about the Lions. I know in some places, Buffalo opened a three and a half point favorite hosting Baltimore. And uh, I, the line I'm actually most intrigued on is the one, if it's still available, the 14 to one that you can get LeBron with the MVP right now. That to <laughs> me is like, that's cash money right now. <laughs> yeah, we know it won't be Kyrie Irving, so I'm sure those odds will get even better. But uh, no, I, I, if, if you're lucky enough and you snapped up uh, the Ravens getting three and a half, I thought that would have been a good pick. It's now moved to... Uh, Ravens only plus two and a half. So I can't advocate that. And frankly, uh, a lot of the other games really don't appeal to me, but I will say I'm going to put my, my proverbial money where my mouth is. I said the Saturday games might produce an upset. The Rams are getting seven points in some places. I say, take it. Um, think with that defense, they could probably keep the game close. We saw a number of the dreaded backdoor or near backdoor covers this past weekend, including the, uh, the Washington-led Taylor Heineke getting a late touchdown to cover against the Bucks. Who knows? Maybe the Rams do it. Maybe they only lose by seven in worst case you push. But I think with that defense, they could at least stay in the game. So that is my somewhat lukewarm doghouse pick of the week. But if things do move and you can get that three, three and a half on Baltimore, I would recommend that as well. Once again, if you have any questions, at Chris Hill Sports on Twitter or isfantasyfootballyahoo.com or at InsideSportsFF on Twitter or Domination Sports Nation, wherever you get your social media. But guys, before we head on out and before your final thoughts, you didn't think I had this, but I do have the final scores, the final scores indeed for the Pick'em Challenge. 
And I think you and I have achieved that level of mediocrity with our picks this year that it was something that I think you and I strove for this year, Chris. So I want to give you your thoughts and give you your, your actually your, your scores. So here it is. As it plays out, we picked three games from each and every weekend that we were able to. Unfortunately, the past last couple of weeks, we were not able to do to obviously some things going on there. So we do apologize for that. But if you are following along as we left, it was Chris 21 and 21 and me 20, 20 and two in our picks. So couldn't get any closer than that. How did it finish up? Well, according to the numbers I've got, I'm going to go ahead and say right now it's pretty much a wash because Chris ended up with uh, actually right now 23 and 22 was his overall score, 23 and 22. And I had a sparkling 22, 20, and three. That's right. 22 wins, 20 losses, and three draws. So pretty much you could just throw a blanket over both of us. If it was hockey, it'd be around the same score. So I'll tell you what, Chris, I think it's a wash. We're going to have to go ahead and if you guys want, I'd love for you guys to come back next year, if that's okay. And we'll go for season three of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I think a rematch is in order. I'm good for it. That was practically mediocrity at its finest exactly so dom are you up for a season three of inside sports fantasy football coming up later this year i am i I would be happy to do it oh that's awesome i'm also going to make sure you guys come on from time to time on the lakers fast break because i want to reach out to you because i love your insight on that show and that show was well received so i do want to see if i can get you guys back on plus I do want to go ahead, Chris, and see if we can go ahead and have a special episode with your guys' thoughts as the Super Bowl gets closer. So we'll have a Super Bowl edition of the Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we also, and I think last year, not only did we have our Super Bowl picks at that point in time, but we also talked about what steps you need to take in the offseason to fine-tune your approach to fantasy football so guys keep aware keep some thoughts in there as far as that's concerned so we will be back right around super bowl time to go ahead and not only share our thoughts on the super bowl itself but to get people prepped and get people started on looking forward to next season fantasy football because i know everybody out there enjoyed their season with fantasy football whether you won whether you lost it's still always a great time i wish everybody continued health and well thoughts to you, especially with what's going on in the world. But before we head on out, guys, why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts. Dom, I'm going to start with you first, my friend. It's been an honor having you come aboard with us this season, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And i like to see you make sure to have another great season next year right here at ISFF. And thank you for letting me be on as a special guest. And it's been a well, You're a host now. You've moved up to host. Yeah. Chris and I have decided, you know, we moved up you up to host status on that. How about that? Yeah, thank you. And um, I'm hoping that we can do better next year in fantasy football, but it's nice doing this podcast and knowing what players are good and which ones to avoid and hearing your perspective and my dad's perspective. So I really enjoy doing this show. Well, as long as you don't keep trying to float Kelly Oubre Jr. in front of my face, we'll be okay indeed. 
you know, Chris, I got to get him on that at least once or twice. <laughs> hey, Chris, I, I, I barely knew anything about the guy other than Dom has him on his fantasy team, and apparently he got traded to the Warriors. So I'm more in the dark than anyone on this stuff. Well, he could be a very costly, depending on how they play it at Golden State because of the salary cap issues. His contract, because the salary cap fines involved, and Dom knows this, what is it, above $80 million? Could yeah. be as much if they played out. Now, obviously, I don't expect him to go ahead and do that, but I expect him to sell out some contracts, waive some people, maybe trade off some people before the deadline or before the season ends so that it won't hit as much. But it could hit as much, be as much as an $80 million salary cap hit for Kelly Oubre Jr. And he's sure not playing like it. But all kidding aside, I, I really want to get you guys back. But Chris... Any last thoughts on the way out, my friend? Thank you for having both of us. We, we thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, it was an odd year, not only in the world, but in fantasy. Um, injury, starting with injuries and then uh, COVID postponements and guys ending up on the list and scrambling to find a running back on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. So kind of hoping we have a little more normalcy. Um, I can't blame all that on my mediocre game picks. That's another issue for another time. But you know, once again, thanks for having us. Um, as a long-suffering Knicks fan, I don't care if Tom Thibodeau works his team hard. I like the results and the fact that uh, R.J. Barrett doesn't look like a lost soul right now. But um, besides that, the only other thing I'd like to mention, we didn't get to touch on this because we were on our brief hiatus, but uh, how about Doug Peterson, the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, he tanked his game, pulled an NBA move, and that's a no-no in the NFL, the the unwritten rule of code or whatever it is. And uh, sure enough, uh, I know they tried to pin it on the general manager, wanting the team to have a higher draft pick. What happens? He's got a near mutiny on his team, and the owner realizes the issue may not be Carson Wentz. It may be Doug Peterson, so he ended up losing his job. Well, we have we've heard that before where – you go all the way to the top, you win the Super Bowl, and then shortly thereafter, it all falls apart from there. And it did for Doug Peterson. That was not the right move. I mean, obviously, he may have had the blessing or the insistence by GM and management and ownership to go ahead and do what he did. But obviously, the pushback has caused him his removal of that. And you know, it's a shame to see that just three years ago that they were celebrating together as as a world champion, and now that they've fallen on hard times, it just it's just a sad thing to see. But you've seen it more often in sports where one day you're hot and the next day you're not when it comes to uh, sports in general. So we'll see what happens with Philadelphia. We'll see what happens going forward. And again, we will be back here for the Super Bowl on Super Bowl weekend. We'll. Go ahead and pop an episode there to share our thoughts on the Super Bowl. So look for that on Super Bowl week. Probably a better way to say it coming up here in just a few weeks. Not too long. So that will probably be the end of our season two with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But I do want to thank everyone out there for being a part of season two. Want to go ahead and say how much I appreciate you taking the time to watch us or listen to us. And we are looking forward to a season three because these guys just said they're all set for season three. So we're going to go ahead with a season three of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I'm looking forward to it. I know these guys are looking forward to it. And I hope you guys are out there and gals out there are looking forward to another season from us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.